Hello everyone, it's so good to be with you today. My name is Evan, and today my friend Aaron and I will be continuing in our series, Fear Less. This has been kind of a scary time, I'm sure, for a lot of us. I'm about to graduate high school, and my past few weeks have been nothing as I imagined they'd be. But whether you're just worried about your plans changing, or if you're worried for your health, my guess is that this has been a scary time for all of us. Whoever you are, my guess is that you have experienced fear firsthand recently. But God's Word has some practical ways that we can face these fears. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at how a life with Christ is a life of a lot less fear. Today, with the help of a few of my friends, we're going to take a closer look at the roots of our fears and see what God's Word says about how we can face them and fear less. Hi, my name is Aaron, and two months ago, I had things under control. Before the worldwide panic had set in, I had plans to finish out my senior year with my people by having the most fun as possible while also studying the least amount as possible. I had plans to enjoy one last tennis season with my friends, to play one last match, and to rock the ridiculous uniforms that me and my seniors had picked out. We had black sleeveless shirts to show off our arms, although none of us had much to show off. I had plans to enjoy my teachers and their lessons, although I would never tell them that. I had plans to walk through the halls and say, I can't wait to get out of here, off to bigger and better things to college, knowing deep down I would be sad to see Science Hill go. I had plans to play it cool like all seniors do. And then suddenly all those plans I had were taken away, one by one. First, spring break gets a week added to it. All right, that's not too bad. And then school gets pushed back another week, and then a month, and then no more school. Social distancing and quarantine being implemented left and right made me fearful for what little control I had over my plans. But I wasn't the only one deprived of plans and memories to be had. My youth leader's wedding was canceled. My sister's study abroad trip was canceled. Everyone I know had plans expelled by COVID-19. It turns out I only thought I was in control. In fact, looking back, I wonder if I was ever really in control at all. You know, what if the plans I had with my friends had fell through or we had a falling out? What if in tennis practice I got injured and wasn't able to finish out my season? There are so many things out of my control despite this pandemic. And when I lose control, I get scared. You see, ever since quarantine started, I've been riding my skateboard around my neighborhood. And it's all well and fun, cruising at normal speed. But when you get going down a hill a little too fast, and that board beneath you starts wobbling uncontrollably, you get scared. Either you embrace that lack of control and ride through the wobble, or you fall. It's like the situation we are faced with right now. Only when we fall skateboarding, we can turn to our parents and our doctors to take care of us when we get hurt. But one of the scariest things about this time is that it feels like no one really is in control. Doctors disagree and change their mind as the data changes. The CDC says masks don't help, and then some say they, they do. One governor says one thing, and another says something different. I'm not in control, my parents aren't in control, the doctors aren't in control, and even the government isn't in control which leads us to the biggest lesson we can learn in this struggle. We are not in control. 
And not only is this our reality, but the Bible teaches that this has been the story of humanity throughout all of history. The control that we as people long for is just an illusion. Read with me this psalm. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle, and the rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. We try and try to gain control, treating everything in our path as something to conquer. We want to try and control our relationships, our finances, and our health. We will do anything we can to make sure that we're prepared for whatever comes our way. Jesus once said to his disciples, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? If you're like me, you've probably spent a good amount of time worrying during the past few months. And you've probably also spent some time planning. But with the facts and situations changing every single day, it seems crazy to think that anyone could come up with a solid plan that would last them even a few weeks. On what was my last day of high school, my teachers, even my science teacher, fully believed that we would be returning to school to finish out the year. Now, even summer activities are being canceled. Now more than ever, it is clear that the control that we maybe once thought we had is just an illusion. But if we aren't in control, is anyone? Do you ever ask that question? Is anyone in control? Maybe when your plans are ruined and things are out of control, you have asked questions like this one from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? Within these past four years of high school, I have faced some of the darkest times in my life. I can remember dealing with the heartbreak of losing a relationship with someone I had tried so hard with. No matter how much effort I put into having control over the fate of the relationship, it's still shattered before me. The feeling of helplessness made me fearful of any relationship to come and afraid of what life would look like without that person. I felt totally alone in my suffering as if God had abandoned me at a time when I needed him most. And I asked, where does my help come from? Maybe you have asked that question or the question similar to those in Psalm 77. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has the Lord forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Those are hard questions. You may also ask, will God ever bless me again? Has God forgotten to be merciful to me? Is he mad at me? 
But those are, the, those are the kinds of questions that we ask when our lives are out of control, when our plans are ruined. Those are the kinds of questions we ask when a relationship fails, an opportunity is lost, we are fired from our job, or when a pandemic strikes. But what if after that hard time we can also ask, what can I do to fear less? How can I let go and let God provide the security I need? What advice can I take from God's word? Well, it turns out if we look back to Psalm 77, we will realize once we slow down that the same Psalm that describes so perfectly the feeling of being out of control and questioning of God also gives an illustration of how it would look if we could trust in his history, how he alone has provided in our past. We can fear less because he is our God and he is with us in our everyday struggle, in our breakups, in our financial burdens, and even in this sickness. His word gives us a strategy of remembering who he is, what he has done, and what he will continue to do. Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord, Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. Your path led through the sea your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. This text tells us what we should do when we lose control. When everything else tells us that no one is in control, we should turn to our history. We should remember all that God has done for his people. And we should remember all that God has done for us in our lives. And that particular psalm recommends that we remember when God led his people out of slavery through the Red Sea. This story is a good one to remember when our plans have been ruined and things seem out of control. They had a plan. Just like Aaron had a get out of high school plan, the Israelites had a get out of Egypt plan. It was a perfect plan. They were going to convince Pharaoh to let them worship a several days' journey away. Then instead of worshiping, they would run. This would give them a week's head start from Pharaoh and his army. Except the plan failed. Pharaoh gave chase immediately, and his armies, which were on horseback and riding chariots, quickly caught up with the Israelites, who were carrying all their belongings and had small children with them. The story starts in Exodus, chapter 14, verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. 
the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hahiroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As the Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to have served the Egyptians than die here in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that is exactly what happened. God parted the sea and the Israelites were able to walk on dry land with the water on either side of them. Once they were past the sea, the water flooded back in and Pharaoh's army was destroyed. The Israelites' plan was well thought out. They'd been suffering for years. They'd probably been planning for months. But when their plan failed, God's plan was accomplished. When they lost control, God was in control. At the beginning of 2020, you probably had some plans in your brain for how the year would go. You may have even made a New Year's resolution. Whatever you had in mind for the year, it's probably safe to say that nothing has gone according to plan. And that can be scary. The bad news is that you are not in control. But the good news is that the creator of the universe, who loves you and has a plan for your life, is in control. And if we remember our history, we will remember that God is in control. And if we remember that God is in control, we will fear less. As the psalmist of Psalm 77 said, when we find ourselves with our plans failing, the way to fear less is to remember our history. He writes, Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. When you are stuck in your worry, worry about the security of your job, worry for your loved ones, or whatever worry you are facing, remember the history of God's faithfulness. The main way I've seen God's faithfulness in my life is in how he's blessed me with strong friendships in the church. When I moved to Tennessee in 2016, I was immediately befriended by so many at First Christian, including Aaron. Whenever I was lost or afraid, the community of the church has always been there to comfort me. Even now, I am so thankful that our small group is meeting over Zoom, and I'm able to play video games with my friends online. I would encourage you to think of the ways that God has blessed you over the past years and see that as God's faithfulness to you. 
For some of us, it might be hard to see how he's working in our lives right now. So think about your past. Remember the ways that God has been faithful. You may be able to remember a time when you felt lost and the church supported you. You may be able to remember a time when you were low on money, but you trusted God through that time. You may remember a time when God brought you healing or comfort when you were sick. I hope that you were able to see the ways that God has blessed you and see that as him staying faithful to you. And I hope that you know that he is staying faithful to you right now, even through this dark time. And also, remember the history of God's word. Remember how God led the Israelites out of Egypt, freeing them from slavery. And remember how Jesus died on the cross for us, freeing us from our sins. I hope as you think about the history of God's faithfulness, you will know that God is in control. And if God is in control, we can fear less. Let's pray. God, when we are afraid, when we have lost control, teach us to remember. We will remember the deeds of the Lord. We will remember your miracles of long ago. We will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. There is no God like you. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among all of us. Because you have proven that you are in control, we thank you, God, that we can fear less. Amen.